0: Welcome back. Uh, this is the WFNY Brownscast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm your host Joe Gilbert. Uh, I am going solo today, uh, as my uh, usual partner, uh, Taylor uh, Jezrezak is getting ready to go uh, get his uh, get married. So, uh, congratulations to him and good luck to him. But yeah, it's going to be me today, and uh, we'll get you ready for our uh, for the Cleveland Browns' big game on Sunday uh, versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, The second um, it's going to be the second AFC North uh, matchup of the year after the Browns beat Pittsburgh uh, earlier in the season. So, um, but the uh, Browns come into the uh, into the matchup uh, two and four, Um, as we all know. uh, Baltimore is now coming in at three and three. Um, they are actually in first place. So it just kind of shows you the, um, kind of the little separation that there is in the, uh, AFC North right now. Um, this, uh, this podcast is, uh, brought to you by uh, breaking tea. Uh, it's a great, uh, great website for, uh, great kind of fun t-shirts for all the Cleveland teams, Browns, Cavs, Indians, or guardians. Um, you go to breaking tea.com slash wf for 10% off. Um, and you can get you can get some cool cool they're, they're very creative there. Uh, they have a great collection for Browns, Cavs, and guardians. So check them out and uh, you can get 10% off if you go to breaking slash wfny. Okay, so let's uh let's just talk about kind of the uh, what happened last week. <laughs> I know it's it was a rough one last week. Um, Browns lost thirty eight to fifteen to the uh, New England Patriots. Game was a uh, was a flat one. They uh, they looked flat. I we talked about it. Me and Taylor talked about it after the game on Sunday. It was just it was one of their worst losses under Stefanski, in my opinion. Um, the offense didn't play well, and then the defense just fell apart, um, like they always do. <laughs> sadly, um, it, we've <clears throat> over the course of just the kind of the week here, uh, there's been a lot of back and forth on what what the heck's wrong with this p- team. Um, obviously, a lot of it can be placed on the shoulders, and should be placed on the shoulders of Joe Woods and his defense. This is. This is a terrible defense, and they continue to be terrible. Um, there's they hardly ever have a week where they are have a full, complete game, uh, and there still hasn't. We still haven't seen any changes, and that's the frustrating part. Um, you would think after just a, a butt whooping on Sunday versus a, pay, a backup quarterback, a rookie quarterback, and Bailey Zappi, who just pretty much dominated them. Um, you would think there'd be changes, uh, coaching changes or personnel changes. Uh, we'll still see about that, but right now there hasn't been much change. It's just mostly kind of coach talk and player talk. Like we're going back, we got to execute. We got a better communication, have more uh, commitment effort, which is just not, not what you want to hear. So, um, right now it's. It's on this defense to fix it, fix it, because this is the players they have, and for right now, it looks like this is the coaching, the coach uh, Joe Woods that we have right now. So, um, they have a big matchup um, coming up this week against Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson is one of the top, I don't know, five or so, five or so quarterbacks that are just can beat you by himself. Um, he, so it's gonna be a tough matchup the Now Joe Woods has had some success over the past couple of years against uh, Joe Woods uh, against uh, Lamar Jackson. So maybe this is a good get right game because they are familiar with how to defend him um and and this offense because Baltimore hasn't really changed much. They're still Lamar Jackson or uh, centered um they' that's who they are. So we'll see, um, but this, this, this defense needs to do something. I, I don't know how many more weeks we can go by when they continually do the same same problems, bad tackling, uh, miscommunication secondary, wide open guys. Uh, third down defense is just atrocious. It has been for three years now. Um, it's just something needs to change. And I, I've been clear for the past two weeks, Joe Woods should be out. Um, uh, There is a coach on the, on the staff uh, Tarver, who uh, the linebacker coach who has play calling experience in the NFL and in college. So I, I believe that something there someone needs to be held accountable. And at this point, no one has like they continue. They keep saying, Oh, we're talking about it in our meetings, and but nothing changes. So at this point, I, I believe that there should be accountability here. Yeah, it may not fix the problems. It probably won't because co- changing a coach mid season is not going to change a, a whole lot. But it, you got to show you got to show some some uh, some commitment to just demanding success, demanding. Um, Fix demanding um, opportunities to fix things. Like they, they just haven't done that, and it falls on the coaches. Um, and Joe Woods needs to be held accountable. There has to be accountability on this team. There hasn't been for now, what three years now, because he's had what a half good season last year. He had what six or seven games where he play, his defense played well like out of what, three seasons, two and a half seasons now, like that's not good enough. It's, it's just not. And I guess uh, they're going to give him some more chances. Uh, The leash is very long for him, but um, something needs to change. And if it doesn't change this week, if they don't play well. I, I don't know how you can continue to not show some accountability and make some changes. Like that's the biggest part. There's just no accountability on this defense. The, there, there's pointing. You see it on the field each night, each day. There's pointing. There's back and forth. Like who's supposed to take him, or whose responsibility is that? It, it's just that's that's where I fall back on. I know there. I I hear the argument of well, the making a coaching change doesn't do won't change a lot. But it's not even it's it's obviously that, but it has to be also on accountability. This someone needs to be accountable for what has been put on the field and what is happening on the field. And it sure as heck not Stevansky because he his offense is playing well besides the last week. Um, this falls on Joe Woods, and if if he can't get it right, then he needs to move aside, and someone else needs to take over. So that's where I'm at, I'm going just kind of based off the last week and what we've seen so far. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get kind of going on this week. Uh, big game, huge. These next two games are. I hate to I hate to say it. It's really early in the season still, but the this might be the season. These next two these next two games are might be close to the season. Uh, the season's on the brink of um if if they fall these next two games it is a huge uphill battle to get back into this playoff race so these next two games they play in baltimore this week and then cincinnati next week on halloween they need to they need to they need to win these games or at least split at the very least they need to split they can't they can't go oh and two if they go zero and two this is going to be a uh It's going to be a drudge to the end of the season because I I don't know how you can, like, I know we keep saying that we have to get to get to just get to Deshaun Watson, but like, he's going to be coming back at what? Two and a half, two and a half seasons or close to two or close to two seasons off of football. So how can we expect him to just be a, a savior from game one? So it's just, we have to set him up. And uh, these next two games are just going to be critical. So um, let's take a take a look at Baltimore. Baltimore is, um, as I said, Lamar Lamar Jackson centered oriented. Um, everything as he goes, the team goes. Um, their offense is heavy war, heavy uh, run oriented. Um, they're one of the best run run offenses in the league. They are uh, their offensive line is pretty good, especially um, Ronnie Stanley is back now, so he is uh, playing well. So they have a solid offensive line. Um, they they don't really they haven't really made a lot of mistakes this year. They're towards the bottom in turnovers. Last couple weeks they've actually turned it over a little bit, but uh, overall they're uh, they're a team that doesn't turn the ball over as much. So. It's it's going to be a tough matchup. There, these are two the Browns and the uh, Ravens are two top ten scoring offenses. So it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, we'll get to our our bets next uh, soon here, uh, but it's going to be a high scoring game. So the Browns have to keep up with their off with the uh, Ravens offense. So um, now they got they do have Dobbins back in the backfield, so he he's another threat um, from them in terms of the run game um they also have obviously lamar jackson he's leading rusher <laughs> um they have um they have uh they have a bunch of just a bunch of it's a running back group that has a lot of guys that can come after you but the main guy to focus on is lamar lamar is lamar is the um, top runner top passer um so he's he's gonna be the uh He's gonna be the guy to have to slow down, and that's gonna be probably on Jok. Um, he he kind of he's gotta be kind of be a spy all game. Um, he can c- close to match his athleticism, or clo- as as well as you can as a linebacker, because Lamar is just a freak athlete. But um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they defend him. Um, but uh, in terms of just uh, receiving wise, Mark Andrews is their top guy by far. There's really no one even close. Uh, it's Marky. An- <laughs> this offense is is basically built on Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Andrews. <laughs> like they uh, they are the uh, two keys of this offense. As they go, as the success of their, they uh, those two are the offense goes. Um, they do have two receivers, Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay. Uh, those, those are the next two kind of top receivers on their team. Uh, Devin DuVernay is probably playing a little bit better. Um, uh, but, uh, Rashad Bateman is kind of a deep threat. Uh, he's got, he's leaves the leads the team in, uh, average per catch at 22, uh, yards per, uh, catch. So. He's definitely can uh, he can exploit the defense, um, and Devontae is also a, a speedster too. So uh, we got to watch out for them. Um, but it's going to be tough to, especially against the Browns defense. This is going to be a tough matchup. <laughs> um, so uh, on defense, Baltimore is average. It's a it's not a prototypical Ravens defense. They're not very good they're they're about at league average at, at best um they struggle against the run which is a, a key to the game i think um for the browns um so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see i think this is going be this is going be one really high scoring game um to kind of kinda see what see what they can do. Um because I think it's first first one to like twenty seven or something like that. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um so uh on defense Baltimore doesn't really get after the quarterback overly too well. Like they don't do that well at kinda getting after it. They have uh Jason Pierre Paul they Recently added, and then uh, Lamar Houston, um, but uh, or Justin Houston, sorry, not Lamar Houston, Justin Houston. Um, uh, up front, they uh, they still have Coleus Campbell, so he's uh, he's definitely a guy you gotta you gotta you gotta account for, even at his age. Um, and then you got um, you got some two young guys uh, up front too. The secondary is pretty good. Uh, they got Marlon Humphrey and uh, Marcus Peters. They kind of have been strolling the back uh, cornerback room for quite a while now in Baltimore. And then you got kind of some young guys, younger guys in the uh, at safety. You got um, Geno Stone and you have uh, Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark has been in the league for a while, but... Um, and then, and, and the linebackers aren't too great either. Um, Patrick Queen kind of hat has a higher name than his, his, his name is more is, how do I say it? He's, he's, his he's more famous than what his talent actually puts out <laughs> quite frankly. He, he hasn't, he hasn't played well during his career, so. It's definitely it's definitely a defense that you can you can take advantage of. Um, they can you can threaten them uh, through the air so I, I it's definitely gonna be the Browns offense ha- can't can't put together another another game like last week so they have to step up and uh, take advantage of this defense and uh, keep up with the uh, Baltimore defense their offense. Okay, so in terms of uh, just kind of advantages, um, how the Browns should attack? Obviously, we all know they should they should be running the game, running the ball. Um, but if they if Baltimore kind of goes about what New England does did last week, where they they just played all out on the run game for especially early on, uh, this uh, this offense needs to be better passing, and that falls on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Jacoby probably had his worst game last week um, which is saying something because he's been really really good for uh, above my expectations so far this season. Um, so we need we need a good reset uh, game here um, because they they'll need him. he's gonna have to step up uh, the run game I think will still I think they'll they they should be pretty good they should play well. I think it'll be another uh, kind of bounce-back game for Chubb in the run game. But uh, yeah, it's going to have to be a full full attack for this uh, offense if they want to win. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Let's see. So, um, on terms of, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the offensive line is going to be a little bit hampered this week um, because the Browns are going to be probably without Wyatt Teller. He is, he got injured last week. And uh, so uh Frohold will will step in for him. He played okay. He's he's not a not a like a huge like minus on this offensive line. So they should be able to still run well, protect well. Um but that's something to keep an eye on and then uh other than that the offense is pretty healthy. Um we have uh, Amari Cooper should have a big game. And then Njoku, I, I really expect a big game from Njoku um, because he's he can take advantage of uh, the kind of poor middle of the defense that Baltimore kind of possesses. So uh, I expect a big game from him. He's kind of my highlight key player on the offense. Um, in terms of the Browns' defense, um, Browns are a mess. Um, they have to figure out a way to slow down Lamar Jackson and not have him just run big plays after big play um their run defense has to step up which it hasn't really done I guess last week they played okay um, but it, it's still they gotta they gotta play well. they gotta have the game of the game of the season if they want to slow down Lamar Jackson and, and this offense, because this is a high prior to offense behind Jackson. He can, he can make plays. He can make your defense look silly. So the key, the key I think is going to be, is going to be JOK. And then kind of the edge rushers. Um, we, we don't know the status of uh, Clowney yet, um, but Garrett has to have a big game and they have to keep him in the pocket if you get if Jackson if Lamar gets out of the pocket, it's it's tough to it's tough to handle. Jok can only do so much. He, he's still a linebacker versus a quarterback. Uh, one of the probably the one of the most athletic quarterbacks of all time. So you just you have to keep him in the pocket and make him a passer. It, it's it's the same. It's really the same. Kind of keys that this off uh, defending this offense for the past how many years that Lamar has been there. Keep him in the pocket, make him a passer. Make this make make uh, the receivers uh, make some plays because they haven't been able to overall um, in Lamar's career. Um, obviously, Andrews can because Andrews is is one of the best tight ends in the league. So controlling him too is going to be key. So um, in terms of keys to the victory, I I said, uh, the one of the big ones is turnovers is it's going to be because Baltimore could turn, turns people over really well. That is one thing that the defense does well. Um, I believe they're in the top five in takeaways. Uh, I think they have eight interceptions this year. So uh, Brissette's gotta have to be, he's gotta be on his, he's gotta be on his game. You can't, you can't allow, uh, you can't allow this, uh, this uh, off the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore offense to have a short field because you're already you're you're putting this defense in an even tougher spot. Um, they're already going to be in a in a hole because of how they've been playing and and who they're playing. So you can't can't give them short fields. Can't turn it over. So uh, defending Lamar or uh, de- being smart with the football. No fumbles, no interceptions has to be key for this offense. And then this defense needs to start making turnovers. They just have not. It's it's been it's been really poor, um, the way and the amount of takeaways, I believe. Let's see, how many they have this year? They have they have five this year. <laughs> like that's awful. That is not good enough. This this offense needs to or this defense needs to get turnovers. Lamar has been um throwing has been uh the the offense has been struggling a little bit more over the past couple games. Uh he Lamar's got six interceptions, so there's opportunities to do that, but they have to do it. They have to get turnovers. Make this off make this um Baltimore make mistakes. Uh, that's going to be key. Winning the turnover battle is going to be a big, big, um, big thing for this uh, for this Browns team if they want to get a win. It, 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 if they don't win it, they got to be tied. So it's got to be zero zero or something like that. They just can't they can't hurt themselves, and they gotta and they gotta kind of make uh, make Baltimore make mistakes. Uh, some other keys, obviously. Don't don't make Lamar a Superman. Don't let him be Superman. He does that all the time. Uh, that's how he's won games versus the Browns. He's we saw him a couple times where he puts the offense on his shoulders and he makes the plays to win the game. They have to control, kind of keep him in the pocket, make him make him a passer, um, and make him make mistakes because he's thrown six interceptions and. Make them more make more mistakes um but this it's gonna be a tough one um this defense this defense can't hasn't played well and they're playing one of the best offenses in the league so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard one um and then lastly percent needs to be good we need Brissett to be on this game we can't have last week percent we need. <clears throat> we need uh we need the previous what previous 5 four games that he had before last week he needs to play well he needs to be accurate he he can't miss these guys when i know he's going to miss some because that's who he is he just he can be a little bit a little bit um tunnel vision as i say kind of missing things but if the if the guys are open he's got he got to let them Got to, got to hit these guys. Got to make big plays, and Brissett, uh, Brissett's just got to be accurate and not, not turn the ball over, make the right decisions, and then um, kind of just, just be more accurate because he's been, he was off last week for much of the game. His accuracy was bad, and and we didn't see that the first few, first uh, part of the season. So we need him back to being good, Brissett. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the run game obviously has to be uh, <laughs> has to has to be the Browns' run game. It has to it has to come back from last week's uh, tough tough game, and they have to become the uh, centerpiece of this offense again, uh, because you as we saw last week when Brissett is when Brissett is the guy, um, he struggles like he's not he's not he's not a quarterback who can be the centerpiece of the offense. So it's got to be the run game. Get, get back to running the ball, get back to being uh, plowing through guys and getting, give the ball to Chubb, man, just give, let Chubb uh, work and good things will happen. Um, so there's, that's, that's my keys there. Um, uh, and then let's go to our weekly prop bets. Uh, Taylor did uh, send in, his picks for this week. And we also have a uh, special guest picker uh, that sent in his picks, uh, J- uh, Gerbs here. Um, so I'll go over his picks with us uh, with me uh, with today. So uh, just last week, um, it was rough for both of us. We both went two and six, me and Taylor went two and six. Uh, we were wrong on the Browns minus two and a half, obviously. Um, Taylor did get. Um, he did choose over forty three and a half points, and they got fifty three. So he uh, he hit on that one. We uh, I I got correct that the uh, uh, that New England would get under one forty in rushing yards. They got ninety eight, which was a bit surprising. But when Bailey Zappi played so well, he uh, he took control of the game, and they didn't need a rushing game as much because they were having way too much success through the air. Um, so those were, uh, that was correct for me. And then we were all wrong on the, uh, 110 rushing yards for Chubb. He was, he only had 56. Um, we had Brissett under 215, but he actually had 266, uh, because he threw it, I think 45 times or something like that. So we were both wrong on that. Um, we both did get correct that the Browns wouldn't have over one-and-a-half Uh They had two. I believe they were both from Miles Garrett. So that was our last correct one. And then um, we all missed on who had the most receiving yards. It wasn't Cooper. It wasn't Njoku, who I had. Uh, it was actually Donovan Peoples-Jones. He had some big catches, and uh, so that got us wrong. And then our predictions were just were not great. <laughs> we both had the browns winning and uh that obviously did not happen so <clears throat> okay so let's go to this week uh right now the browns sit at plus browns plus six and a uh, plus six so um i me and taylor and gerbs have all taken the browns plus six um i think uh i think and we'll get later to the, our actual predictions but I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a, a rerun of last week where the Browns were simply not in the game for most of the game. Um, I think the, I think it's going to be a close game. Both offenses are really good. Both defenses, especially the Browns, are struggling. Um, so I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, um, but also a close game. So I'll, I'll go Browns plus six, just like uh, Gerbs and Taylor did. Um, over under 45 and a half is where the points are right now. Um, me and Taylor are in agreement. I, we both think over, as I said, this is going to be a high scoring game. These are two top 10 offenses in scoring. And I think it's just going to continue that both defenses are struggling. I, it just, it just seems like a recipe for uh, a lot of points. So I definitely think over 45 and a half is, um, is what's going to happen. Um, Gerbs actually believes it's going to be under, which I can see. If you never know with this matchup, it, it could be just two running games, and the game goes quick, and there's not a lot of possessions, so that could go, that could happen. But me and Taylor are going to go over on those on that one. Uh, Three hundred and fifteen total yards for Lamar Jackson. So that's passing yards and rushing yards. Uh, I think this is pretty simple. Um, as does Gerbs and uh Taylor, I think we're all in agreement that this is going to be over. <laughs> um, he averages 212 yards passing per game and then 75 yards rushing, so his average is about two. What is that? Two, um, 289 or no, eight, 287. So, and they're playing the Browns defense, so that's why. The uh and that's why the over under is three hundred and fifteen. Um and I just think they're gonna the offense is based on Lamar and he's playing a bad defense in the Browns defense. So I think it's a recipe for him having a big game. Um, I think he'll he'll have his he'll have his big games on the run on kinda of escaping the pocket and then he he will get some yards uh through the air too. He'll get probably a two fifty or something like that and that's all you need if you you only need uh you only need uh what seventy if he averages a seventy five, he'll he'll get he'll hit the over on that. So that's where I'm thinking and that's where all, all of us are thinking and all of them are taking all of us are taking the over on the three fifteen total yards uh from Amar. Next one up is uh Nick Chubb over under rushing hundred rushing yards. Once again, we're all, me, Taylor, and Gerbs are all in agreement. I think this is a clear over. Um, Besides last week, um, Chubb has been great, and hitting over 100 yards rushing has been pretty easy for him, so I think that continues. Baltimore's not great. Uh, it's not a great defense. I, they can be run against, and I think the Browns deep or Browns are able to do that. And I think Nick Chubb will be leading the run, re, leading the run game, and getting over a hundred yards. Uh, up, the next one is over under 80, 80 receiving yards for Mark Andrews. Um, I, me and Taylor are, are agreeing once again. Uh, I think we'll, I think he'll get over that. Alt Taylor agrees with that. He he believes that it's going to be over 80 yards. It's just kind of a combination of where this defense is, the history of what the Browns' defense has done versus talented tight ends, and then how important Mark Andrews is to this Baltimore offense. They, they need him to be successful. He averages, um, receiving-wise, he averages 75 yards a game so it would be slightly above his average, but this is the Browns defense we're talking about, so I think it's a clear over on that one. Um, Gerb says under, but he, he did give me the uh, caveat that he'll have two touchdowns, so it's still going to be a big game for Mark Andrews in uh, Gerbs' eyes. Um, and then the next one is over-under 62% completion percentage for Jacoby Percent. He's been around that for most of the game. It's he's been. I think he has. Let's let me go through his. Um, what he had before, um, during his during his uh, season so far, he's had. Um, he's been around that mark. His average for the season is is um. Pull it up here. It is sixty uh, percent, so that's his average. So he's uh, last week was his worst week. He was forty six percent, and that's just not simply good enough. So he's he's been over sixty two percent twice. Um, he was eighty one percent on. Uh, let me see, not twice. Excuse me, he's been over. Yeah, twice. Um, he's been over that mark twice. Um, week uh, week two and three versus Pittsburgh and the Jets. He he had eighty one percent and sixty seven percent. But he also has been below below it four times. Um, barely versus the Chargers, he had sixty one point eight percent completion percentage. But uh, and then barely for the Atlanta game, he was sixty percent. Um, his Two worst games came last week and then week one. Uh, last week he was at 46%, and then week one he was at 52%. So it kind of gives you – he's been a little bit – he's been around 60% for much of the season, um, but he's had his really bad games and then really good games. So uh, as I said in, in the kind of keys to the game, they are going to have to need – they have to – Get good, accurate Brissett during the uh, versus the the Ravens. He has to be good. Um, so I I believe he'll get over and uh, Gerbs and Taylor also believe that he'll get over sixty two percent completion percentage for this game. Um, and he they need a this offense has to have a good Brissett performance and over sixty two percent is going to be a good one for him. So we're all over on that. Um, the next one is most receptions. So it's Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Donovan People jones or the field. Um, Taylor went with Cooper. Um, he's led the team in receptions a couple, a few times. And then um, me and uh, Gerbs took uh, David Njoku. As I said, um, I, I really believe that Njoku is going to have to have a huge game uh, this week. He should be the centerpiece of the offense in, in terms of the passing game. Uh, the centerpiece should be the run game uh, and Nick Chubb. But um, the Browns need to have David Njoku as the centerpiece of the passing game. He should take advantage of Patrick Queen and the, and the, and the linebackers. He's better than them. And he, I think he's, he's going to have a big game. I think they're going to, Brissett's going to find him a lot and he's going to, he's going to get a lot of receptions and a lot of yards too. So that's my thinking there. Um, So last thing is our, just our prediction, Browns, uh, Browns game prediction here. Uh, We are all going Ravens. Yeah. The uh, last week, as me and Taylor kind of said, last week was kind of our breaking point. We can't, we can't further pre- predict uh, Browns winning until they show us. So uh, Taylor says Ravens thirty-one to twenty-six. Um, Gerbs just said Ravens by a lot. Uh, so he also he he said the wheels are going to come off for the Browns. So that was his prediction. Um and then I said uh Ravens 27 24. Um so that would be uh 51 points. Um uh, so it would be hit the over obviously which was what I said it w- would. Um But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a high scoring game, a close game I said I think. Um yeah, so it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting game, but I think the Ravens are are, are going to win. Uh, I just don't have confidence in this defense to make the necessary stops and necessary changes to kind of slow down Lamar enough to get this victory. And uh, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> we all hope we're wrong, but uh, the Browns just have to show it. And right now they're not showing it. That's why um, I'm going Ravens 27-24 um yeah so that's basically it uh this is a huge week as i said um they they really need to make a they may the browns need to make a statement who they who they are going to be for the rest of the season kind of depends on these next two games are they are they still in in the hunt or are, is this team just playing for not much because these are in, Two huge games against AFC rivals, AFC North uh, opponents. The Browns are already 1-0 versus uh, the AFC North with that win versus Pittsburgh. So getting another victory, another two victories, would just be huge uh, to turn around this season, get them back uh, going, and get them kind of in a good position for this division. Um, I don't know if the wild card is in the in the uh, in the in the future for this team, or pretty much anybody in the AFC North, because it's a struggling it's a struggling uh, division right now. So uh, I, I just think uh, it's going to be if the if Browns want to have a season, have a uh, have a playoff run. It starts this week. They have to they have to play well against Baltimore and win. And uh, they have to play well in the next two games. Um, two and four, uh, they have to get back back to five hundred. Try to get back to five hundred as quick as possible. Um, and it starts this week. And uh, it's going to be a big game for Joe Woods. I'm still going to put him on the hot seat. He should be on the hot seat until he his defense actually shows some consistent good play. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. So yeah, it's basically, it's, it's it's basically a a Browns, what uh, a matchup where um, this team needs a win. It's an early season must win in my eyes. So uh, thanks for joining me. Um, it's, uh, it was weird not having Taylor with me, but, um, Hopefully he'll he'll be back soon um, once he uh, gets buried and goes on his honeymoon there. Uh, so once again, congrats to Taylor. And uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is once again a uh, the WFNY Browns cast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And uh, thanks and go Browns.